0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You are listening
1: to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael.
2: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host Spencer, joined by Michael.
1: Hello, everybody. We've got an interesting topic for tonight's or today's shorts. Summer shorts.
2: I'm I'm ready, man. Let's hear it. Okay,
1: I want y'all to be thinking about yours as we roll through the other good fun stuff at the beginning. What are the three tech games you have watched? that you felt the season had turned to good or good or bad, but it actually hadn't. And the fun thing is most of the ones we came up with, it all went badly.
2: (laughs) It was Um, all false
1: optimism.
2: All three of mine were definitely like the, it was the game I'm looking at was a win that was immediately followed up with a just disastrous collapse, (laughs) whether in that season or the next season. Um, and they're all football games, so just, just be prepared for this joyride down memory lane. Um, I don't know if you want to go chronologically, we've got actually a couple of similar or same opponents, just different years. But before we jump into that though, there are six games total. We had no crossover, which is good. Um, need to remind you guys, you can always follow us on Twitter, 23 personnel at 23 personnel Follow me, Spencer, at Punts Suck and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. You can follow us on Instagram, 23 Personnel Podcast, and on Spotify Green Room. It is the live audio only sports talk platform. Free to download and use. Talk to me, Michael, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time, aka live. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Start our join ongoing conversation. Watch games together. React to the biggest news, rumors, and games. Talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, and executives. Join in on conversations with us and have a chance to be featured on our podcast, 23 Personal Podcast, your favorite Texas tech, tech Sports podcast out there. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. We'll be hosting game. We'll be hosting, hosting rooms. Goodness. Every week, Saturday evening, Saturday nights, following Texas Tech football games, come through and talk with us live. All you need to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app for free in the iOS or Android App Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. We'll be going live Saturdays this fall. All right, Michael. Three Tech games you left or watched, felt the season had turned, but actually hadn't. Would you like to go through these chronological? You want to go through your three games and my three, my three, then your three. Hmm.
1: Well, chronological kind of works, which I would start because the the first one I have is the, is the longest back. So I think, yeah, we could do, we could still go back and forth, but I'll start with mine because it was in 2011.
2: All right, everybody strap up. Here we go. Be prepared for disappointment.
1: Yes, I know. We all went the same way. Now I do have an honorable mention. I'll I'll throw out at the end where things looked like they were going poorly, but actually got way better than ever expected. So, for but for this exercise, all of the games Spencer and I picked are football games. My game is Texas Tech versus OU in 2011. Uh, Tech, who had just come off of one score losses to uh, ranked number 24 A&M and Kansas state. Of course, both of those were in Lubbock. So that hurt.
2: But was that, um, I'm sorry, that 24, uh, that, sorry, that game against, uh, A&M. Was that the fact girlfriend's game?
1: No, this no, is Tupperville.
2: Cause that was in 2009. Okay. So th- this was the last time you played them.
1: In yes. Lubbock. Yes. This was the last time tech played A&M and Lubbock, Lubbock, Lubbock. And, So, they were on a you know four two record heading into Oklahoma. Oklahoma was number three at the time. This is Tuberville's second year. Uh, So, Mm -hmm. you know, still kind of figuring out what to expect, what not to expect. Went eight and five the first year. So he goes to Norman, a place that I don't think Tech had ever won. Nope, ever. Not yet. And I think. Oklahoma was on some crazy streak of having. It was like not in lost the, a game. And,
2: it was like in the '60s, like sixty something games about having, yeah, about having lost at home.
1: Right. So they they go to Oklahoma. Y'all know what happens. Red Raiders get the upset big time. Win forty-one thirty-eight. Just barely held on to a crazy fourth quarter by the Sooners. They had twenty-one in that quarter. They had thirty-one in the second half. So of their 38 tech. <laughs> yeah, so tech scored a lot up front. Defense was playing well. Um that was the weird delay. You know, it was delayed for several hours. They're eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Seth Dagey chunked the ball for 440 yards, 4 TDs, three of them to Alex Torres. Two of those were on the like the same play. Yes. Um but it was You know, having played A&M close and who else did I say? Kansas State. Kansas State was a game before that. Tech actually snuck into the rankings with this win and that gave them a 5-2 ranking or not ranking 5-2 record headed into hosting Iowa State who was not good that year.
2: They were terrible. I remember watching this game just like ready to just wreck Iowa State.
1: Yes. So, Tech hosted Iowa State the next week. Number 19, Texas Tech. Five and two, Texas Tech. They proceeded to get their tails handed to them, 41-7. An embarrassing loss. I think the first time that Iowa State had won in Lubbock, possibly ever.
2: And that one touchdown, was, I think, was like a Seth Dagey rushing touchdown.
1: Oh, yeah. It was brutal. And then they went on to lose the rest of their games after they beat o, OU. So this, for me, just chronologically, it's the first one we're gonna talk about. For me, it's probably the worst because after that I felt, I was kind of convinced, well, maybe this team can really do something. Maybe they can they can get eight or nine wins, you know, having these, you know, gone through the gauntlet of, because uh, we, we, we've got Iowa State coming up and Missouri, and Missouri's not that great this year, but yeah, Tech lost to Iowa State. They went to Texas, got stomped, fifty-two to twenty. Unranked. This was UT. also
2: unranked. Yes,
1: this was also the same year of the dreaded, awful, memed sixty-six to six loss uh, versus Oklahoma State at home, and then following that, a thirty-one twenty-seven loss at Missouri, followed by another sixty-six point outing uh, in a loss to Baylor, sixty-six forty-two to end the year. So just Ugh. that was where you kind of thought something had turned and it surely hadn't surely had not surely
2: you don't have to wait too much longer after that game <laughs> to figure out where <laughs> I went. I went to uh, the following season. Um, you were hosting number five, West Virginia mm-hmm, 2012 mm-hmm. Um, at the point in this game, you had just come off a loss on the road. No, sorry, at home versus Oklahoma 20 to 41. This may have been that red to black ombre uniform we mentioned last week. Um, 20 to 41, not really that close. Uh, before that though, you had defeated Northwestern state, Texas state, New Mexico, Iowa state. So you were four and one hosting West Virginia coming off a loss, uh, versus Oklahoma. And like you just blew the doors off of them. Um, you jumped out to a huge lead. Uh, it was 38 to seven at halftime. Um, mm-hmm. And coming in, all we'd heard about was Heisman, this for Gino Smith, Heisman that for all that kind of stuff. Um, who, who else, like he had, he had those two receivers, uh, Stedman Bailey and Tavon Austin. We're like, Oh my gosh, we're like, what are we going to do? We're not going to stop. Geno Smith and Austin and Bailey. Yeah. The, um, apparently Geno Smith couldn't throw in the wind or at least that was the excuse that he gave. Like just, it was so windy. It's was like, did you look across the field? Cause the other team put up 49 points on you. Um, but it's one of those games where like you built a, a a lead and you're like, okay, like the year before in Oklahoma like, when, does when West Virginia start to make that comeback? And they never did. You're like, Wow. That that game was a lot of fun. Um, uh, Jason Morrow h- had a big touchdown early to start the, the scoring. Um, Sedale Foster had a big, long touchdown run as a running back right before half. Um, this was Neil Brown as the offensive coordinator. It was really good. Really fun. You actually won the next week, too. In 2012, this was a three-overtime win in Fort Worth versus TCU. Um, but then just following that, like, you know, at that point in the season, you were, you were six and one and you're like, we're, we're, we're in a good spot. Uh, and then you went to, uh, fourth ranked Kansas state where Colin, what was his name? Colin, the Klein, Colin Klein, ate your lunch, just, you just, you just, yeah. Took it apart, took your whole team apart, ran over you. You had no answer for what uh, Bill Snyder wanted to do that day. Then you went, came back home, hosted Texas, um, unranked Texas, you lost there. by two scores. You're like, okay, it's fine. You got Kansas. You bounced back. You got that win versus Kansas. Then you went on the road to Oklahoma state. You lost that one. You went to Arlington to play Baylor. You lost that one. So at one point in the season, you were six and one, you felt really good about it. Then you ended the season seven and five. Like you went four or one in four in that season. Then you went to the, the, Meineke car care bowl versus Minnesota without Tuberville. Uh, this was, I guess the, the end there, the one and four end kind of sealed it. And he's like, ah, I don't really want to do this anymore. And he took off. But my first game, 2012 versus West Virginia, number five. And you just stomped him. 49 yeah. to 14. You just, you just didn't. Well, that him. was
1: the, that was the first time to host West Virginia, right? Uh huh.
2: I think it was and the first time
1: you know you you mentioned those wins the the only wins tech had after that West Virginia game was the triple overtime win against TCU and I don't think you mentioned that the win against Kansas was double overtime. Yeah, and that was at home. And then they beat yes, and then they beat Minnesota by 3. So even okay. the th- the three wins they had were like a combined 13 points. And you needed Pretty rough go.
2: You needed um was that 10 points there right there the last couple minutes versus Minnesota to actually do that. you, you were down late.
1: Yes, I think so.
2: Forced interception. Then you had that walk off field goal, walk off. That's a baseball term, but you understand with Kingsbury yeah. up in the, up in the suite doing his, his little golf clap. Like, yep, that was nice.
1: <laughs> okay. We're moving on to moving on. another bad memory. <laughs> 2013, the 2013, next. the next year, Kingsbury's first year which started off so promisingly. And and so y'all may be thinking I'm going to pick the West Virginia game because that was the last regular season game that tech won that year, which had them at a miraculous seven and oh, that was a fun but, game. That was, that was seven and oh. And then they, you know, lost a respectable 30, 38 to Oklahoma. Got stomped pretty bad by Oklahoma state lost to Kansas state 49, 26, got railroaded by Baylor 63 to 34 railroad by Texas 41 16. So they went seven Oh, then they went zero and five. But the win I'm talking about is December 30th, San Diego, California, the holiday bowl versus Arizona state. Arizona state was number 16 at the time. the, you know the entire storyline after this game because Tech one was a well, little Arizona State obviously didn't want to be there, blah 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 all that crap. So you know Tech just started pouring it on immediately. Uh, Davis Webb looked like Johnny Unitas, threw for four hundred three yards, tied the Hol- holiday bowl record with four touchdown passes. Uh, you know they scored on an opening drive. They, I mean, they just looked really good and they stunned this team. I think there was even a kickoff return.
2: Mm -hmm. That was a Uh, Reginald Davis. I think it was right after halftime, too.
1: So Tech was up, let's see, 27 to 13 at half. Then went on to score 10 more in the third. And the Sun Devils just, they just never came back. But that game, man. I talked myself into this Davis Webb, Webb kid. Okay, he's pretty good. He's gonna be I pretty think, good. And of course, everything happened after that where Mayfield left. We didn't know who Pat Mahomes Patrick Mahomes was, aside from a recruit coming in who could also play baseball. You know, we weren't I'm not pretending that we were like, oh well, we'll be fine. But but yeah, you know. Mayfield left, that that whole dust up happened, but you saw there was even hubbub and stuff about him not practicing with the team for the bowl game and yeah. I, and everything.
2: There, there were rumors that that he wanted the starting job going into the Texas game and it wasn't guaranteed. And he's like, no, nah, I don't want to compete for this. Well, no, that's true. or yeah. not like they were him leaving started before the bowl game. It may have even started in the regular season that he kind of was like, no, nah, I don't want to do this anymore.
1: Yeah. Well, and watching that Baylor game, I think he left during the middle of that game um, to be fair. But anyway, the the thing that got me so hyped about this was that Tech really surprised somebody. It made me think, well, maybe that 7-0 and wasn't a fluke to start the season. Maybe they just are still filling, figuring themselves out. And Kingsbury's, you know, because I wanted Kingsbury to win so bad. I was just so fully invested. So I talked myself into, man, next year, gosh, next year we might be an eight, eight or nine win team.
2: And it, it felt and like, um, a, like a good bounce back. After losing those five games, you're like, you came out. You made a statement in the bowl game, like, "Okay, this is the team. Like, we're going to build on this going forward." And then, yes.
1: and then and you then had and your then 2014 happen, and you went four and eight. <laughs> you went four and eight, and in, in the following season, you struggled against. So that's what was that,
2: Central Arkansas in game one. You're like, yep. "Uh oh, oof, oof,
1: oof." <laughs> struggled against UTEP, yeah. only won by four.
2: Yeah, that was fun.
1: You're, the, your your highest margin of victory was a 34-21 win against Kansas at home in 2014. So that's why the Holiday Bowl was my letdown, because it left me with like eight solid months of unearned optimism and then Tech won four games the next year. Ooh, that hurt.
2: And that was the lowest win total
1: since pre-Leach. <laughs> in, in a long time, yes. Yeah, and
2: you're like... Yeah, the 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 optimism of like Kingsbury and, and all all that he had done the first year, and then the second you're like oof. Anyways, <coughs> speaking of Kingsbury, let's go to his first win in Austin, 2015. Oh, okay. Um, I think we can all kind of point to that that game as maybe saving his job. Uh, yes, got extending him stick,
1: the contract,
2: extending the contract, got him to hang around a little bit longer. That 2015 season, I mean, it wasn't bad. You, you, you won the games you were probably supposed to win. You lost the games you were probably supposed to lose. Um, you got railroaded in the bowl game, but that's because the SEC decides who they want to send to the bowl game because they want the matchups they want. Like this year, uh, that year you took on Sam Houston State, which was the number three team in the FCS. You beat them by two scores. Uh, you beat UTEP by 45 49 points. Um, you made the return trip to Arkansas and you got that little soundbite afterwards. And he was talking about Brett Bielema coming down and doing the coach's circuit. And he says, if you don't play with a fullback, you'll get your ass kicked. And he's like, I think he got his ass kicked tonight.
1: Got the um, flower in his lapel. Oh
2: dude, it was awesome. Came back. You hosted number three TCU, um, had that heartbreak loss where the ball was tipped in the end zone. It went to some, the running back who wasn't supposed to be there. um, You went on the road, you got beat pretty bad against Baylor, but I think you were kind of down on yourselves. Um, But also Baylor in the mid 2000, mid 2000 teens was like so dang good. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't remember the name of their quarterback, but like, anyways, then you won back-to-back games, Iowa state at Kansas. You lost uh, at number 17, Oklahoma. Uh, lost to number 12, Oklahoma state. Um, You lost a close game at West Virginia. You beat Kansas state at home. Then you go on the road and you beat Texas. This game gets you to your six wins uh, in the season. One, two, no, that was your seventh win. So you, you you get seven wins there. Your first win in Austin, what it felt like forever. Um, It was a lot of fun that game. I mean, you had, you started off the game with like a double pass to Mahomes, the Sadler. Um, you had that nearly interception that got broken up by Devin Lauderdale and the ball, it was tipped from the defender back into Jakeem Grant's hands who scored. Um, that was also the game. You had the little people, big world touchdown. Um, you, you felt, you felt pr- pretty good about that. Like, okay, you got back to seven wins. Um, Having gone back and watched some of these games and, and researching and getting ready for this, man, I was like, I, the, the feeling of just absolute dread anytime our defense was on the field. Oh, man. Unparalleled in, in, in these few years. Like that game against Texas, where they had Tyrone Swoops and Chris Warren, like these were like 250 pound running backs that were just pounding you. And like you had 180 pound. Defensive backs jumping and flying at them and bouncing off of them like flies. It was like an exercise in futility. Like, if you didn't try to tackle them, they would have scored. You tackled them, you're, you try to tackle them, you bounced off of them, they still scored. Um,
1: but but you slowed them down a little bit.
2: I mean, all I can say is Chris Warden didn't rush for 400 yards that day. Uh, he did rush for like 300 something. Um, and then you go to the bowl game. But then you face LSU and Leonard Fournette and poor Patrick Mahomes just had to run for his life all night. Um, anyways, the following season, 2016, you kind of felt like much like the bowl game in 2013, the holiday bowl. Like, okay, we kind of felt like you, you made a good step. You won that game in Austin, um, kind of won the games you were supposed to the next year you, you beat Steven of Austin, Then you go to Arizona state and you let them set the single season or single game rushing touchdown rushing record against you. Mm-hmm. Um, you barely 14 point beat, uh, Louisiana tech beat the tar out of Kansas. um, you just you didn't you didn't turn around any momentum from 2015 with Patrick Mahomes going forward in 2016. Now, granted, you lost Mahomes and you lost DeAndre Washington you know, and some of those key contributors, but there was no like there wasn't ever momentum year to year with Kingsbury. I, I think that's probably one of the things that I, I, I didn't mean. There was never like a trend with him. There wasn't any growth one season to the next. You just like unsure what you got every year. You started the season,
1: every game. It was just a gamble. <laughs> Yeah, It just and, was complete gamble.
2: Yeah, you're like, are are we going to get out to a big lead and kind of hold on? Or are we just going to fold it up here at the beginning? And of course, everybody remembers, like, if you didn't have a lead at halftime, you weren't going to win a game. Um, but yeah, so my, my second game, going down and beating Texas in Austin felt pretty good. Ended up meaning nothing.
1: My second game, which was the last time I felt really good about a tech football win, was 2018 in Stillwater versus Oklahoma State. And this was the first time that Tech had won in Stillwater. I mean, it was kind of weird. They had the home-and-home record of those two teams was definitely super in favor of the home teams until probably the last decade or so. But yeah, that was the first win in Stillwater since 2001. And the Cowboys had owned tech for many, many years. So that was the first Cowboy, the win against them at all since 2008. And it was also the first win over a ranked opponent since the holiday bowl that we just talked about. So this was, to me was kind of a big deal. It it was the fourth game of the year. Tech started out, they lost to Ole Miss. Uh, You know, Alan Bowman got thrown in green, true freshman, due to injuries. And lost by 20. So, you, but you kind of, as a fan, you talked yourself into okay, well, obviously it's because this kid just came in off the bench out of nowhere and had to had to play. After that, looked great against Lamar, but I think you and I would have looked pretty good against Lamar. Beat Houston 63 to 49, uh, then traveled up to Stillwater and not only beat number 15 Oklahoma State, but beat them 41 to 17. It was a great feeling. I remember we all watched it together. You were here. Keith was here. Uh, I believe Labar was here. He may have. Yes, he was here. Chad was here. Chad was here. We man? all had a big, a huge podcast afterwards. I made two pulled porks, two pork butts and all sorts of food. and Everybody brought beer and had a good time. So that was part of it too, was just how fun it was to watch and who I watched it with and everything. And we we all felt really good about it. And the next week, tech lost to number two twelve West Virginia, forty two, thirty four. Not crazy. I didn't feel like anything. I didn't feel bad about that. They were still three and two, a lot of season left. It was just September. End up winning at TCU, ended up winning at Kansas, of course. So at as of october twenty seventh, they're going into Iowa State five and two then they don't lose another game the rest of the year You just mean, they, gut punch again another oh and five finish they, another one they don't win another game oh they don't the win game. another yes sorry yes make that very clear uh you know lose in ames lose in oklahoma uh no lose against oklahoma lose against texas lose that stinker of a game with jet duffy at 21 to 6 at Kansas State. Gosh, that game was just brutal.
2: I, I remember that was a night I I was uh, helping judge a chili cook off with Rob Rowe. Oh, that's, I was. And we watched the end of the had, game up there at the bar. We're like, this is
1: the worst. We drove to Plainview almost to have. Because you were doing family no, pictures or that far, wasn't it? We drove to have pictures taken. Yeah. And I don't know if it was plain view, but it was so cold. It was, it was like one of those 30 degree days where the wind chill was in the teens almost. And so I had a really red nose in my photos. (laughs) And then of course, take Ross to Baylor. Yeah, that was just awful. I mean, you know, the Oklahoma state, you just felt, I felt really good about it. Yeah, I, I thought, man, I mean, like I said before, I really want Kingsbury to succeed and, old miss game, I get it. Uh and then you know the loss to West Virginia, okay? I get it. That's fine. Win two more and then lose the last five again. Good gravy. Yeah, that was shame on me. <laughs>
2: that was rough cuz it was um was that Kingsbury's last year? Yeah, I was, I was Kingsbury's last year. So he did that 0 and yep. 5 twice. Um and I remember like he got a lot of flack for that game in Kansas state or like, like Kansas state sidelines had the heaters, had the big jackets and Texas tech didn't. You're like, did they just not come prepared? Cause they just looked miserable. Um, yeah, but that, I mean, yeah, that was, that was a rough. And it, cause I, I remember, I remember, you know, week four end of September, you're like, you know, well you had five games in September that year, but going into that game against West Virginia, you're, you're three and one, you just had a, just had a blast at that game in Stillwater. Like you looked good dismantling Oklahoma state. Um, you were able to throw the ball basically how you wanted to. You weren't able to run the ball. Um, you just kept Oklahoma state at arms arms reach. You lost to West Virginia. Okay. It was close. It was, it was eight points. Um, But yeah, that Owen five end sealed it for, Kingsbury for good. Um, and then my my last game, uh, same opponent, Oklahoma State, the next year, 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, this season you had you you played them early. Um, well, you played them game five. So you you hosted Montana State, um, and you hosted UTEP you went to Arizona, you lost the Arizona game and you're like, well, we didn't really play a good game, but like you can see how this team wasn't terrible. Um, then you got demolished by Oklahoma and that was the game where uh, big brain Matt Wells was like, you know what? I'm going to start random quarterback. This guy, that's when he started. What's his face? The, the rice transfer Tiner. The series. Tyner. Tyner. Or for a quarter, whatever it was, and then put Duffy in. Cause there was a lot of drama going on with Duffy that year. Um, got blown out by Oklahoma again, not really unsurprising because Oklahoma towards the end of the 20 teens was continuing to build on obviously their run of success there. Uh, and you host a ranked opponent in Oklahoma state. It was a night. No, it was a morning game. Um, you and I were there. This is one of our first years uh, or I guess our second year being at the games helping cover for the station. Um, no, it was our first year. And like, this was a jet Duffy led game. You win 45, 35. And you're like, you, you looked good. Um, Your, your defense w- w- was making stops. They had, had a lot of pressure on, on their quarterback, Spencer Sanders. You, you force him into a lot of, uh, quarterback hurries and turnovers. Uh, Chuba Hubbard was held; like he didn't really get going. To like, but I think he scored once right before halftime, and you were always worried about like, okay, Chuba Hubbard is a real deal. You win that game, you're like, okay, well, you you kind of reset. You're at three and two. Uh, this is first year of Matt Wells. Um, then you you go to Waco and lose that one in overtime where. That turnover in overtime should have been a turnover. It should have been a fumble that Tech recovered. Instead, they call it like an illegal snap or whatever it was. Um, came home. You, you lost to Iowa State by 10, although it never really felt that close. Iowa State, this is obviously in the run of Iowa State's dominance over you. 10-point game didn't even feel that close. Then um, you go up to Kansas and you lose to Kansas. Hmm. So like... Whatever momentum you thought you had, you had start to build, or good trend you you had found by beating Oklahoma State, like, immediately gone, like.
1: Yeah. So after Oklahoma State, Tech went one and six for the year.
2: Yeah, your your one game was you went to West Virginia and you beat them by three touchdowns.
1: Yep, and that was Neil Brown's first year. That was a weird game too. That didn't make any sense. That was I did not. I don't know how Tech won that game that soundly.
2: Yeah. Um, okay.
1: I'm. I, yeah. I did want to go. Did you have any more to say on that? Because I did have an, a basketball honorable mention.
2: No. We we should just get past all this
1: depressing. <laughs> okay. Because this <laughs> hope is good. that ends up getting crushed. <laughs> this this is good. This is good, guys. Okay. Let's take you back to the the basketball team that went to the national championship game, the 2018, 19 team. I don't know about you, but in the month of January, I would never have thought they would be in the national championship game. They, uh, they lost three in a row. They lost to Iowa state. They lost at Baylor and they lost at Kansas state. Now all three of those teams, particularly Baylor and Kansas State, were good that year. So that's not crazy. Um, But then they barely squeaked by Arkansas in the Big 12 Challenge, beat TCU pretty handily, and then go into Kansas and just lay an egg. I remember watching this game, and they just could get nothing going. At Allen Fieldhouse, that environment was just insane. The team just looked they were out of it in the first five minutes, not not by like any fault of their own. It was just Kansas was in control. They were in control of the game. So that five game stretch there where tech lost four, nope, six games, they went two and four in those six games. Even though they lost a good competition, it all happened with less than a month of each other. I just felt really pretty down. I thought oh, this team, I hope they make it to the sweet 16 or something that was kind of where I was at that point. And lo and behold, yeah, they uh, made it all the way to the national championship game. So that was one of those where I thought the season not necessarily was going to turn bad. I still thought they would make the tournament, um, you know, probably win the first game, but I wasn't so sure about the second. So anyway, yeah, then I just kind of, it it was, things got better. So that's an honorable mention.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I, Cause I think you end up winning your last nine games of the regular season. So like the, the second half of, of your conference schedule, you went, you went undefeated. And yes. when you, you welcomed Kansas back in, like you put it on Kansas. Like you beat him by like almost 30 that night. And that yes. felt fantastic.
1: Yes. It was 91 to 62. It was, yeah, it was right at 30.
2: Yeah. That was a fun game. Uh, that was a fun run too. Uh, and at least for me, and my memory, I don't remember saying, oh, it's been five games. Now it's been six. Now, like, I don't remember counting the, the, the streak there, but it just felt like everything kind of lined up. You got teams at the right time, in the right location, whether it was home or on the road. Um, and then I was like, all right, all right, well, let's, cause you didn't do so hot in the big 12 tournament, which is not, you know, a surprise where baseball or basketball, but then you got in, into the, in the. NCAA tournament, you beat like northern Kentucky. You're like, okay. And then Buffalo. Okay. And then you got like, um, who was first? Gonzaga? Michigan. 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 Gonzaga. Mississippi Michigan State. And like you just kept looking better and better. Like your team continued to trend in the right direction. There wasn't a game in the tournament you're like, ooh, that was not a good game. Like you, you continue to, to build on your success there. Um, until you got to Virginia and you're like, well, they can also play really good defense. They've got a really good offense. Um, and you just had a couple of things not go your way.
1: Yeah. So that I mean, was that the- was, I just know that after that Kansas game, cause I remember I went to a kid's birthday party cause that's what you do when you're, when you're of a certain age. So I was at a kid's birthday party and the game, they had the game on and it was just, just kind of somber cuz everybody was into into it you know tech basketball was really exciting and of course the kansas game is such a big deal but you know up until those these four losses i just talked about tech's only loss was to duke and, and so you were was feeling close. really strong yeah you were feeling really strong but then from january 16th to february 12th you lose four out of six games you start to go okay all right this let me, let me back up a little bit let me back up a little bit with what this team can do. Let's not expect the lead aid anymore, you know. And then just like you said, they actually trended in the correct direction after a little bit of adversity. So that was really a fun thing to see and something that probably very few people predicted. For sure. So that's all I've got on that. But I do have something very important to talk with everybody about. Hey, Spotify Green Room. This is what you need to download. It's a live audio only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Start or join ongoing conversations. You can watch games together. Uh, You can check out rumors. You can talk with other fans, insiders, athletes, everybody, executives. You know, you never know. You may Mark Cuban may be on there. Oh, be telling you some, be telling you some stuff about the Jason Kidd hire. You never know. Join in on conversations with me. Have a great chance to be featured on our podcast. And all you got to do to be a part of it is download Spotify Green Room app. It's free in the iOS or Android app store. You can create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the Twenty Three Personnel group. And that's how you follow us as well. Just follow us at Twenty Three Personnel. And you'll be notified when we go live starting in the fall.
2: Next month, man.
1: It's here, man. It's so close.
2: Next month. Let's see. I believe it's it's at the very end of August, the early beginning week, first weekend. Yeah. First weekend of September, September 4th. Texas Tech versus Houston at NRG.
1: That'd be a fun one to go to.
2: I think so. I believe Staking the Plains Houston may be hosting Staking the Plains Dallas.
1: It seems like it. It seems like there's a get-together brewing.
2: Yeah. And if you're not going to that, then you need to be going to BJ Simmons tailgate.
1: (laughs) He said he's having one. He's throwing one together. Hold him to it, people. Hold him to it.
2: All right. So we're going to wrap up with start one, bench one, cut one. Of the frozen dessert kind, ice cream, snow cone slash shaved ice, and popsicle. So I'm going to be honest. I don't have super strong feelings on this one because they're (laughs) all fairly like benchum for me. What? But. Well, ice cream's the top, right? mm, I would probably say no because I'm not... uh, (sighs) I'm, I'm despite like, if you saw me, despite my stature, I'm not really all that into sweets, which may, may surprise you. Um, I do however, like snow cone slash shaved shaved ice. So that would be my number one of these three. Um, ice cream probably be the bench one and I'd cut popsicle. Although like. Right now, we are
1: all over the place on this one.
2: Right now, Popsicle, I mean, we've got a bunch in the freezer. Like, it's just an easy thing to cut the top off and go sit on the back porch and just have a, a Popsicle. Like, I, so me saying cut Popsicle does not mean I just don't like them. They're just like, meh, they're the third option here. But like I said, I'm not, I don't feel super strongly about this. Michael, it seems like you do, but I'm going to go, like I said, shaved ice. Give me one of those Bahama Bucks or Happy's style shaved ice. So many flavors there. Ice cream, then popsicle.
1: I feel strongly only about one of them. The other two, I'm kind of coin toss. My love for ice cream has grown exponentially since I met my lovely wife. She's shown me the way. And it's, growing up, you know, we always had ice cream in the freezer. I was never that into it. My dad really liked it. Uh, it It's fine, you know, but then my wife and I would go we would go get some ice cream or something after we've been hanging out or after dinner, or just because I was like, people do this. It's, it's, it's seven o'clock and people just go get ice cream or, or it's like nine thirty at night and people just drive through Baskin Robbins. Yeah. I remember. Well, okay. Okay. I'm getting it. <laughs> In my younger
2: years, that was a, that was a good date finisher. Like, oh sure, what, whatever you did, you wrap it up. We're gonna go get some ice cream. We're going go to marble slab or
1: whatever. Well, I can confirm marble slab was my, my was my spot, but at my middle age, still a good ending to a date because we do it quite a bit. But anyway, I you know my thoughts on ice cream have definitely changed over the years. I could just kind of take it or leave it to now. It's like, no, I, I need it. I need to have it. I think part of it was growing up with, sorry, Dairy Queen soft serve. It's not that great. Sorry guys. Soft serve is just not quite as good as regular ice cream. And so I kind of thought that's just made mostly what it was. But, but now, you know, HEB is here. They've got that swoon stuff. Blue Bell has such great, offerings you know i'm gonna love it love to say this brahms brahms is really good i live right down the road from a duncan Robins. duncan robbins <laughs> <laughs> that was good uh duncan robbins baskin robbins coming coming to yeah Dunkin Baskin donuts. robbins duncan donuts <laughs> so anyway okay obviously i'm gonna start ice cream feel very strongly about it bench one cut one eh. i think i would bench popsicle and cut snow cone shaved ice just because snow cone shaved ice, you have to go get it. And so I'm like, ah, that's, that's a hassle, you know, ice you cream. Get, yeah. Well, it's still, it's definitely fun to go get it, but you can do it. At you, home. Okay. Yes. You, and you can make it yourself without too much crazy equipment or buying a block of ice from <laughs> someone. So that's kind of why I'm leaning on that. But in Popsicle, yeah, that's nice to have those in the fridge or the, the fridge. Don't put them in the fridge, people. But it's fun to have in the freezer. Good treat. Portable. I like it. But I do not to say that I loved Bahama Bucks. I I really they kind of turned the corner on me, too, because. Growing up, we just had like a snow cone stand that was run by kids my age. And the snow cones were only good for like the top half or something that was, it was just never seemed like there was enough syrup. And Bahama Bucks does it right.
2: There's that. And also like the snow cone, like just like the chip, like the ice chips you get. No, like Bahama Bucks has changed. But like I have to have the shaved ice. I yes. have to have like, and it's, it's like cotton candy almost where it just like melts as soon as it yes. hits, hits your mouth.
1: It's legit really good. It's now, it's so much better than a snow cone. I and don't mind it's just the way they do it is better than anyone else.
2: Yeah. Now, I was gonna say I don't mind getting a snow cone at like following a baseball game. Cause we did that a couple of times this this year. Yeah, sure. At the ballpark. Like the game's over, want to celebrate a little bit or just, you know, whatever. Hey, let's let's go get a snow cone. But like I'm not gonna seek out a snow cone. I will seek out some yes. dice. I'm not going to yes. seek out a popsicle. Like, I, I don't, I don't go to these special popsicle places, frios, whatever that comes around or Kona, whatever. Oh, Kona is more shaved ice, but, um, but yeah, so shaved ice for me, then popsicle or snow cone popsicle.
1: Tell yeah. us, this is, there was a lot of, a lot of frozen treat talk right there for everybody.
2: <laughs> Make sure you guys tell us your, your preference there. Like, did you grow up with the grandparents that always had to like sneak a spoonful of ice cream after dinner? Cause like my, my great grandfather was one of those, like, like he wasn't supposed to have ice cream, but they always had ice cream in the freezer. And like, he, we'd never have ice cream for dessert, but like you'd see him over at the freezer door open spoon in his hand. It was going straight out, out of the tub. It's was like, yeah, that's, that's my kind of dude. And he only, he'd, he'd only get one before, you know, great grandmother would be like, Screaming at him, you're not supposed to be doing that. He's like, I'm not. And he closes the freezer. Um, <laughs> or have you just been converted to shaved ice or popsicles? You got like a great popsicle. Like you have a go-to. I don't know. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know.
1: Let us know because we genuinely enjoy talking about this stuff. I mean. Let us know.
2: That's part of what we do here. 23 personal podcast, food and sports. All right. For Michael. I'm Spencer. That'll do it for us this week on the 23 Personnel Podcast. We will be getting into football talk very soon. Fall camps get getting underway. First game is only a few weeks away. We'll catch you next
1: time.
0: And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. We're
1: driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day,
0: Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place.